to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. You try to keep me from doing this. Back then, there was a chance that you would use Excalibur to cut away the darkness. But now you can douse the light instead. We are proud of you. All of us. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And, and this, I'm Anne-Marie G. Simone. <laughs> and this is the most powerful dark one ever. No pressure. No pressure. We're also talking about no ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I <clears throat> am recovering. How are you doing? I am not recovering. I'm actually just normal. Good. Normal here, 8.30 p.m. Oh, no, wait. You're not normal. Slightly normal. Slightly normal? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm just normal sitting here as I usually do on uh, Monday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with our lovely chat room yay chat room uh, we had we had to call some people make sure they remembered that the chat was going on but it's okay it's, it's right. okay it's we okay. still we love you we were like it was just like you know us and poke canada hanging out we still which, love you which boo. we're cool with but you yeah. know oh yeah we love poke tweeting. canada uh bobby and other Marie and hope and, and Angel and Elsie. Oh, it's a potty in here. Yes, it's a it's a big old party. Live.universebox.com, 8.30 p.m. EST, as we normally do. Okay, well, actually, before we get into anything, we have a couple We have things. We have news. Well, not okay. news. Business. First of all, um, and I think we did this last week, too, but we're going to go ahead and do it again. Uh, we'd like to wish... Uh, Bobbert. Bobbert, uh, one, one of our, our great, great listeners, one of our great, great friends, a very, very, very happy birthday. Leslie, you ready? Just saying. Ready. Oh. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Happy birthday, dear Bobby. Happy birthday to you, Bobby. At inevitable hawk on Twitter. We love you, man. Happy birthday. Uh, Congratulations on turning 25. Um, <laughs> a little bit older than that. Also, if uh, you guys love Bobby's voicemails like we do, oh, uh, yeah. you might be interested to know that we're actually doing a live special with Bobby, or actually I am. I was about to say, yeah. you are. Uh, in support of the, uh, the the new Mr. Show show. I, well, it's not Mr. Show. It's with Bob and David on Netflix. But what we're doing this Thursday, uh, let's see, this Thursday, November 12th at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universe.com. Com, coincidentally enough, we're going to be doing a ret- retrospective on the old Mr. Show sketch comedy show, one of the classics of alternative comedy. And then the following Saturday, uh, November 14th at 8.30 p.m. EST, we're going to be talking about the new version of the show that they're doing on Netflix. So if you like me, if you like Bobby, if you like good comedy, you should come, you should come out and hang. Because we're going to be talking about it. Nah, I'm good. Never try and shampoo a shampooer. But Amory, you have something else you want to talk about too, right? Yes, we also have something going on. It is the 2015 Universe Box Gift Exchange. Gift Exchange. Welcome to Christmas, folks. <laughs> um... You may recall, you may not recall, but a few months ago uh, on our Universe Box podcast, we did a Secret Santa exchange for our Christmas in July episode. Some people missed it. They were a little upset. Yep. Yeah, pe- apparently, you know, the internet is busy. There's lots of stuff. So they missed it. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to say, hey, we're doing it again this time for Christmas. And we're doing it across all of our shows, storytellers, because I think that's what we call you people. Yes, Um is. So there is, go- there is a blog post up at Universe Box. Com. We yeah. tweeted it out everywhere. We'll have a We're link in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. There's a link in the so. show notes. Come join. Make a little wish list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who doesn't like presents? And Giving and receiving. We're doing it through Elfster, which we used last time, and nobody got any of their information hacked or stolen. So no, it yeah, Elfster is awesome. Literally. They're legit. They're legit. I've been using them for probably almost five years for um, Secret Santa gift exchanges. Uh, other Anne-Marie ask, is it U.S. only? You know what? I'm going to say... I'm going to say international, it's okay if it's a digital good, which doesn't... You don't have to worry about extra shipping or anything. Unless you want to... If you want to buy somebody, like, say, a Dog Boy e-book for your part of the gift. Not other Anne-Marie, because she's read all of them. But, uh, you know, if you want to do a digital good, like an e-book download, a musical album, Um, something like that. A gift card. 
Or, you know, if you mm. want to pay the shipping, because I know, you know, yeah. Canada's not as bad on the shipping. Mm. However, yeah, it's all up the to Europe you. is usually a bit more expensive. Oh, and Poke Canada has a Twitter. Yeah, account. update. Uh, Poke Canada has a Twitter. I'm going to go follow Poke Canada right now. I know, now. I was about to say. No, um, other Emory, we would love to have you involved totally. So there's that. Followed. Following Poke the Poke <laughs> Excellent. Okay, yeah, so uh, if you want to check out the details of the gift exchange, uh, go ahead over to universebox.com or just check the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com for a link Mm -hmm. to the uh, gift exchange blog post and probably the Elfster, if I remember. Now, but you know what? We're here to talk once upon a time gosh darn it gosh darn it and uh, as usual as usual we're going to start that with a uh, rhyming episode summary so emory why don't you take it away take okay. it on away taking them away stop it um eons ago merlin needed a drink his cup made the dark one but it's not what you think emma's still dark don't get that twisted it turns out she's just the latest enlisted the first dark one's looking to be restored. Everybody learns to forge a sword. Did the promise of love lead a wizard astray? Merlin's betrayed in this week's Nimaway. Ah, uh, Nimaway. 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 Emery, what'd you think? You did? Yeah. Did you? How much did you love it? Did you love it? Did you love it? The end of the Frozen arc love it? Or did you love it? Season one love it? <laughs> I enjoy your, like... <laughs> My scale. Your scale is fun. Um, I don't know. I just... Let's just do this. And it, it's probably leaning more towards after Frozen arc. Because mm-hmm. last week was a yes. big, big mug of Haterade. Yeah, the Haterade was flowing freely. Very freely. Um, this week we left the haterade in the fridge. We did. We, did. we were happy. It we was... have haterade sickles for next week if we <laughs> no, need them. No haterade sickles. So, um, no, I just really enjoyed it. What did you think? No, but I really enjoyed it too. Uh, it, it's been a while since we've got like some fundamental stuff in, in this show. Uh, you know, well, it feels like it anyway because of last week. But I, I think, well, I mean, we met the original Dark One. We found out how the original Dark One came to be. Right. A, a, a great, great. Great, yeah. great, 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 lots of good great, things. Great, 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 great. No pressure, but uh, okay. So uh, first of all, the first thing I wanted to talk about is hey, what is Merlin's problem? Why, why does he got to be so so silly just to be silly? Why does he have to be so? Ooh, I'm Merlin. I'm mysterious. Whatever, Hook. Just to be mysterious, you know. Obviously, you know his. Uh, his prophecies should probably be a little unclear, a little bit like open to interpretation, because that's what prophecies are all about. Because right. that way, you, if you're wrong, oh, you just misinterpreted it or exactly. whatever. Exactly. But why does he have to be so unclear and cryptic with the with the identity of the original Dark One? Yeah, that what, was a little weird. You know, he's dealing with what might be the the most powerful Dark One ever, Emma, and he, he's he's it trying so to lead her into a, a big action packed sort of mission. Mm-hmm. And he's he's being coy with her. He's lying to her, basically. And there's no reason to. It's not like he would have been like, yeah, well, uh, the dark, the dark, original Dark One's name, Nimue. She's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Emma wouldn't have been like, okay, I'm out. I'm right. not getting involved. Right. That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, so it's – and it's also – it's not like it was some big mystery for the audience either. We've been calling it for weeks now. I know. That, that uh, the original Dark One was probably Merlin's ex. Yeah. Like, so it, I just don't understand Emily, why yeah. he felt the need to be so coy about it. I, I don't know if the writers thought it was some big mystery or would be. But it Maybe wasn't. they didn't know at the time. It, it, was, it was a small mystery. If anything. Interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing a couple new names in the chat room, or at least new uh, as of recently. Ashley Hartman, ah. uh, Mary H., other Marie. Oh, no, wait. She there was already go. there. She, she was, was already there. there. She was already there. I see why the doc was confusing. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just uh, I'm just a little confused about why he felt the need to be so coy is all. Who the heck knows? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. However, people who were awesome, and I don't say this often, was Emma. Emma was awesome. Emma was kind of completely awesome, even when she was not so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, fighting the power of Nimue when she was told Nimue. she was... Stop it. Um, that she this would episode ret- did, brought to you by uh, the letters Rusted Root. 
Uh, the cheered returned to nothing. I love how it was sort of like uh, Rumpel's trigger of being called a coward. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't matter if he's carrying a 300-ton boulder on his shoulder. He's going to come back from it. She is coming back from being controlled by thousands upon thousands of years of dark ones. And we won't even, we're not talking timelines. I've just decided they don't exist anymore. Um, and, and just goes, no, I'm not nothing! <laughs> So I yeah, and Jennifer that. Morrison definitely had, had some some very strong impassioned in some ways probably the darkest we've seen her uh, performance in this episode especially in that that scene yeah. there at the old altar oh Prometheus and whatnot yeah that whole thing was crazy um however she did get some nice stuff when she got to tell Merlin that Nimoy still loves you I felt it yay mm-hmm. some little warm fuzzies there yeah because you know it's not all dark and evil and you know then they're having their chat oh Henry's growing up so quick even though I ripped out his girlfriend's heart you know like <laughs> and a side note side note ripped out his heart uh Sorry. Side note. So that was fun. Um, But I also love that even though we now have like serious dark one Emma in Storybrooke, Uh there you could – we got to see a little bit of real Emma fighting back at the very mm-hmm. end after she puts the sword back together. Why does Emma not have the weird dark one skin condition that every other dark one has? Because though? she she uses a matte powder instead of a shiny one. Okay. She doesn't use bronzer. Okay. She uses matte. Um, Explained. I have no more questions. That's about all it, it is, then. right? <laughs> um, she has to cover it up. Because, I mean, you saw it a little bit on her hand, Mm -hmm. but maybe that's just one thing that she does to, if she's the most powerful dark one. Um, She can can create the most powerful concealer. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cake. Um, but no, that she almost won against the army of dark ones of Excalibur because, you know, she's like, no, Merlin said not to do this. And then, you know, like 17 dark ones go, take the power. And she's like, okay. She's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. But what would have happened if she wouldn't have taken it? It would have just stayed there floating in air? Probably. Or like, maybe it would have gone back crash. down into the stone. Right. Exactly. We don't know what would happen. Uh, Poke Canada has it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is. It's very possible uh, that they, it, it, you've solved awesome. you've solved the mystery. You have solved Canada. the mystery. Okay, I want to point out some stuff they're talking about over in the chat room here. They're saying that uh, uh, Merlin looked a little bit Roman. Uh, then other Marie says I thought they might have been close to Agrabah. Uh, kind of looked like the Aladdin opening scene. Yeah. And Poke Canada was thinking it might be Aladdin too. Mm-hmm. And uh, other Marie says me too. Although they used Jafar in Wonderland, maybe this uh, that will be it. Uh, sorry, Hope. I I was thinking about it like the. The whole thousand-year yeah. timeline, I believe Jafar or at least – or maybe Jafar's mother or somebody had like a thousand-year backstory. Jump. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe uh, this might be tied into Jafar. Maybe Merlin's story ties back into Jafar from Wonderland. That would be kind of cool because we haven't – I mean minus Will Scarlet, which uh, – We're not going to – we won't bring up hurt feelings. We, we'll, we'll pretend he, he was never on the show again after Wonderland because he, he practically wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, it would be kind of cool to finally tie back into that, and maybe maybe all of these magical sources, maybe the Jafar magic and the Merlin magic, both came from the same mm-hmm. source or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. But um, yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, on to you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we we get to meet the original Dark One here, That's fun. and all that that entails. There's a lot of stuff presented to us this episode concerning the original Dark One. Uh, so, uh, first of all, according to the, ca- to the captions, the Dark One as an entity is only about 200 years old. Which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. Because hasn't Rumpel been the Dark One for like 300 years? Yeah, Hope, Hope was saying Cyrus's mom. Yeah, that, that was it. The genie's mom. He was uh, a genie for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his, his mom was hundreds of years old, then he was the genie for hundreds of years. So maybe maybe Cyrus might be involved. Who knows? But okay, but uh, the Dark One as an entity, only 200 years old. Uh, uh, this means that the Dark One spent about half of its life as Rumpel. Uh, so while Emma might be the most powerful Dark One ever, Rumpel put in the most time. He has the most, uh, the most hours in on yeah. being the Dark One. So I, I kind of wonder, because you know, obviously... Head Rumple has been around, so I, obviously you know Rumple left his mark on the dark, dark one power, the dark right. one entity. But I'm kind of wondering if Nimaway is even is still alive. You know, I think. It, well, seeing as how when they looked into the thing, mm-hmm. and they said he said they needed Nimaway. Yeah, but was it just? Uh, 
was it Nimue the actual person or was it Nimue the the spirit the the head rumple esque echo uh, that's part of the Dark One entity now? I, and it, it's uh, I we I guess in order to answer this, we really need to figure out when and why does the Dark One entity have to? When did it become apparent that the Dark One entity was able to transfer between people? Why? How did that happen? Right. Was this how I was thinking? Maybe this might be how Nimue broke free from Merlin's control with the dagger and everything, or oh. free from the power of the dagger by by to, to where she could like hide out there under the surface of the Dark One entity while other people were being controlled by the dagger or mm. enacting Nimue's wishes or something. Mm. Yeah, you know, other Emery says so. Rumple had a head Nimue, possibly, <laughs> very possibly, or you know, uh, any Zozo, Zozo or, or any of the other dark ones. But then again, we've also theorized that maybe the head Rumple is because Emma was rejecting uh, the power of the right, dark ones, and the for others so seem to accept it rather quickly. That that scene at the end, though, with all the all the dark ones, that yeah. that was pretty creepy. That was a little creepy. creepy, and they're just all like, <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy. Um, was that all super your... creepy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Questions. Lots of questions. Lots There's of lots questions. of I don't understand. Okay, so when Crazy King Arthur, because he went a little extra crazy this week, folks. Just a bit, right? Like even Gwen, who is under like that weird sand spell to like love him and respect him and do all of his stuff, um, was like, dude, you mm-hmm. need to back off. Um, but you know the prophecy was. Great King Arthur will use Excalibur to strike darkness from the realm. Mm-hmm. This can still happen. Yeah, and that's why Merlin was so frustrated. He was like, dude, dude, chill. We're still like 90% of the way there. Happen. We're 90% of the way there. You just need to stop being such a jerk face right. for like 10 seconds. Right. And we can, we can wrap all this up. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. the part that's driving me crazy. I'm like, dude. Well, I think I think Arthur... Uh, I think was, he went over the deep well, end. Well, I think he was driven crazy just from years of... You know, he, he even puts it... He, he's, he has a confidence problem now because he, he considers himself half a man with half a sword. Oh, my God. And get over the sword, dude. He, now that Merlin's back, he, he's upset because he, he thinks that Merlin was lying to him the whole time, especially because uh, Merlin has been off dealing with all these people who Arthur considers his enemies now. Right. You know, the Dark One and uh, the Dark One's parents and everyone else. Yeah, you know, so yeah. so he he's not very trusting of Merlin at this point. See, now this is the part that's cool, though, is like maybe now that Excalibur is whole, Arthur's going to have to work with Dark Swan... Mm-hmm. To cut the darkness out of the Emma, I could see, but I, I don't see her handing that sword to anyone. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking that now that because uh, Merlin, if I remember correctly, doesn't Merlin did did no? Because Merlin gave it back to Emma, gave the dagger back to Emma. So Emma has has the Dark One dagger, but I I I, I feel like Arthur is going to be sending Merlin after Emma at some point. And I hate the fact that he was able to attach Merlin. And that there's going to be a big throwdown. Yeah, I also still don't think that the dark one who was at the door for Merlin in his voicemail was Emma. No. Or if, and if it was Emma, it wasn't being controlled by Emma. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Especially after all that. Yeah, uh, other Maria, Merlin does want to fix things, but he's not in control of himself right now. Not at all. Is the thing. I don't know. Very, very uh, interesting place they left it at, though, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine... What's going to happen? But you know what I can't imagine, Amory? What? People helping us out and supporting us over <gasps> a Patreon. Why don't you tell them a little bit about the Patreon? Hi, we have a Patreon. This Do is we? the way you can support us. Um, over at patreon.com slash universe Um, it's a way to make a monthly donation to our podcast to help us keep getting better, you know, improving bandwidth and uh cameras and you know actually having good notes mm. um keep upgrading things like now we have the audio streaming over at alpha geek as yes, well uh, i don't know if we mentioned hello, that today alpha geek. hello alpha geeks if you're listening on alpha geek right now let us know tweet at gs storybrook or at bill meeks and let us know please um but you can donate at any level starting at 10 cents so like seriously 10 cents go look in your couch um <laughs> you will find it every time as long as you know you're kids didn't get it first but you will get all sorts of free rewards um like some books i'm working on the stickers i'm having technical problems we were gonna do the teenage mutant ninja turtles commentary this weekend but amory was sick um, so. as you can probably hear my voice is starting to go again um so i had to be really fun by the end of this but but we're saying we're doing all sorts of new specials we and are stuff doing too like specials. the mr show thing the mr show thing um i'm starting to lay some of the groundwork for our Gilmore Girls podcast, which mm-hmm. will be coming in 20 
2016. Yes. Um, sometime in 2016. <laughs> um, and you know, we're coming up quickly for the hiatus for, um, from greetings, which doesn't come back until March when it does. Which means we'll be doing, we're so lost. We're, we're so, so lost. lost. So we'll be doing at least one of those a week. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Excellent. And we want to thank our 36 patrons currently giving us $219 a month. You guys are the swellest. You seriously and we are love the you. swellest. If you want to become a patron just like them, go to patreon.com slash universe box. And uh, I will say that if you become a patron, uh, we'll give you a hug if we ever meet you in person. Yes. Guaranteed. So, oh, speaking of meeting. Oh, yeah. We met we one d- of our listeners We met one of our weekend. listeners. So, hi, Eric. Yes. Hi, uh, hi. Hello, Eric. Hi. We, we hung out with you at Hollywood Studios and we went so searching for characters. And couldn't we quite seriously find them. did. It was, it was kind of amazing. Um, Eric was down here to run some of the marathons and 5Ks and all sorts of craziness. And mm-hmm. we met up with him actually at Star Tours. I pretty much walked into him. Um, <laughs> and then we went looking for character Palooza, which is the biggest disappointment this week ever. But um, it was really nice getting to meet our list- a listener. Uh, you know, we've met listeners in the past and we would love to meet more. So if you're ever coming down to Walt Disney World, just hit us up. Seriously, we just want to stop for 10 minutes and give you a mm-hmm. hug and then we'll like, leave you on your vacation. But we like to meet people. Oh, Hope ask uh, November twenty second is a once off week. Will uh, you have a show that Monday for We're So Lost? Yeah. More than likely, likely, yes. Most likely. Also, uh, Elsie was saying, I think that Emma having to battle a controlled Merlin is what turns her dark. It's her only defense. I could see that. Okay. I I, I still know that... I'm still not completely sure that Emma's completely dark. It feels like... It still feels almost like it's a... uh, A show. A ruse or a show or a means to an end. Right. Like, I think we got the glimmer of that when she almost didn't take the... um, the sword, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to the actual show that we're doing right now. Yes, yes. yes so. Oh, uh, speaking of, uh, we, we, we've been uh, taken to playing some voicemails here about mid-show, oh, yeah. and uh, today we're going to do one uh, from Liz. Take it away, Liz. Hi, guys. It's Elizabeth. Okay, you just came in so the chat room. The biggest thing that I have to say about this week's episode is that Casey was right. He predicted last season that The Apprentice was Mickey. And we saw The Apprentice as a boy in this last episode, and he was in the Mickey outfit, the red outfit with the gold. Yes! Um, Very true. He, and went to go take I care of the brooms. thing is called. <laughs> Around his waist. And um, so Casey predicted it right. The moment I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, babe, you were right. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so... <laughs> That was, like, a really cool revelation for me, and, and I was like, oh, okay, so I was, like, heckling you this whole time, and you were right, so I thought that was a really good prediction after all, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the episode. I thought Way from the beginning was, like, I didn't trust her, so I kind of had a feeling she was going to be the dark one, so it wasn't a big surprise for me. Um, overall, I give this episode um, 57 broken Merlin hearts out of 70 Aww. broken Merlin hearts. That's the best I can come up with in the um, spot. So, all right, guys, uh, I'll talk to you later, and uh, and I'll enjoy the podcast later. Bye. I can't wait. To- <laughs> You're just gonna cut her off. <laughs> I did a little bit. I was trying to time it out so the next one wouldn't play. Poor Merlin. Poor Merlin. Thank you, Liz. Though, and yes, that's absolutely right. We've heard that theory of your boyfriend Casey several times now, and uh, yeah, it, it bore right. fruit. Yeah, it he really was dressed did. like little little Mickey. I know. I loved it, but okay. One thing that. Once Upon a Time does better than most shows is casting, mm-hmm. especially casting younger and older versions of characters. Yeah. Like, I know we were casting him against, like, an old guy. Mm-hmm. You could still kind of get a relation-y looking thing to me. Like, I think it was, yeah. like, a face shape or something. Like, And it was nice to see The Apprentice back even though he was killed off last week or a couple and weeks we ago. Didn't, in uh, one line. In one line, he was killed off last week. We won't – let's not go to the hate yeah, folks. Yeah. Let's not go Although there. Although I, I kind of wonder – and I this was in my notes. It didn't make it into my notes for the show. So uh, say it anyway. But I kind of wonder – how his aging was delayed because obviously that dude the apprentice is a couple hundred years old so i I want merlin did it i i guess merlin did it but i i kind of like some more details like Mm -hmm. fill in fill in the blanks about how he managed to make it 200 years or so okay 200 years because who knows so let's get back to this episode i instead of speculating about the old guy santa santa claus the apprentice um okay so we we learned this week 
about the origins of Excalibur and the origins of the Holy Grail. Uh, so, first of all, I loved. Uh, well, if if you didn't miss the episode, which why are you watching this if you missed the episode? Yeah. Uh, the Holy Grail is Excalibur. Uh, the Holy the Excalibur was forged from the her, her Holy Grail. First of all, I loved that Excalibur was Arthur's figurative Holy Grail throughout most of the yes. season, and that it it was, it was made literally from, the Holy Grail. It was literally. The I just ho- kept Holy waiting. Grail. I was like, "Oh, Holy Grail." <laughs> Somebody get me a coconut. I'm not dead yet. <gasps> um, <laughs> but I, I, it was kind of interesting because I, I thought that the original grail, I, you know, the original grail, I believe, is the cup that uh, Joseph of Arimathea held under the cross when Jesus was on the cross and caught, caught some of his blood in, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I, 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 you know, the, the original Holy Grail, very Christian in origin. And it feels, it felt almost in this episode, like, uh, especially with the, the mention of Prometheus and everything else, that they're going for more like a, w- more of a Greek gods kind of thing with the Grail. That, that's kind of what I was yeah, reading Yeah, it, it was it. definitely godsy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of curious about that. And I'm going to go with that as an assumption for most of my theories until they're, it's proven until wrong Until proven next wrong, week. we were, yeah, seriously. Yeah, but I, I, I also, uh, when I because I was searching uh, for for some stuff in this episode, including Joseph of Arimathea, just to confirm my memory of him and everything, and I kept fi- I, I kept finding some pages yeah. online uh, with the name Oxley, which is the name of the town that got burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this week's episode in relation to Joseph of Arimathea, but I couldn't find a solid connection. So if anyone out there has a solid connection, we have a voicemail from Michael Lucero later. So, so we feel like maybe that's there. It, we don't listen yeah, but I, I'd, I'd like to, to know. Uh, just because I'm curious about it, because uh, that Oxley name, they focused on it so much, it seems like it means something. It has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird, though. Um, I don't know if I... No, this was in my notes, but not in my other notes. Um, that, so was the fire at her town? Oh, uh, Nimue's? Yeah. Was that there? Because that seemed really weird. That she no, I think it was just... They I think they had to through. go through the town to, to get to the fire. Okay. Because so. that really confused me, because... Mm-hmm. No, because they went back. No, because he took Emma through there. Yeah, they had to go. That's the, the that That's was the, the way route. to the fire. That's yeah. just the route. Okay, because mm-hmm. it just confused me a little bit. Yeah, but uh, so so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering how they're going to go with it. Like I said, I don't think that that um they're going to uh I, I I don't think they're going to do the whole Jesus route and everything. Just because I don't think so. That might be courting a bit too much controversy for Once Upon a Time. Yes. Uh, you know, because I I mean they they're there are groups that if it, like if you reference that it just in relation to like a fictional universe they 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 would come down on you very hard yeah all sorts of crazy uh, so i think it's probably going to be the greek gods uh, i think but, it's going to be greek yeah but I, I, i'm kind of wondering uh so, so okay so assuming the greek gods gave merlin the original grail yeah. uh, to begin with and we saw his friend you know just like with the tur- sword if it's somebody who's not supposed to have it i have things about that turned too. to dust why was nimue unharmed when she drank from it yes uh, yeah, that's yes. that's kind of what I'm wondering. I wonder if it's a situation where because they gave it to uh because they gave it to Merlin, because the gods gave it to Merlin, it was in his possession, his to do with what he wanted, his to choose who was worthy and who that was not. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, but he didn't choose her. But he he let her carry it. He gave it to her. So I mean, in a way he chose her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, so I'm 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 thinking that's why she was able to drink from it unharmed, but no. who knows, right? Okay. And then again also uh shady shady mcshadestein the guy who who Arthur? burned her village down looking oh. for the grail yes. he was able to pick up excalibur no problem as well so i, I wonder about that too like, well that probably is because it didn't have whatever mm-hmm. put on it first like because when he put it in the stone i have no idea nope nope i don't know elsie thinks the uh, merlin and nimue story is very adam and eve uh, oh Okay. That, yeah, that's yes. A, yeah, I can see yes, that. Yes, it is. I can see actually. that. Definitely. I, Aww, because we're uh, all shady, shady women. Because Adam has immortality, and then uh, Nimue convinces or like yeah, convinces him things. to give it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can, I, I can see, I can see that parallel there. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, it, it should be interesting. Uh, in you know, assuming the Greek gods gave it to him, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking there might have been some transitive property there to where it lost that power to turn people to dust, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um. 
um, until he put it back in the stone. But if they gave him, Merlin, this power and and brought magic to the world through the Holy Grail, Mm -hmm. when these gods find out what the Dark Ones have done with it, of the kind of weird, magical nastiness they spread throughout the land, not just... Through the Dark One directly, but by training people like Korra and Regina, Zelina oh. and Zutrina and all the other Enas. Well, they did train some other people, too. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of magic users in this world now. I'm assuming they all started because of this Holy Grail. Because, mm. uh, you know, Merlin grew up this whole land uh, from a desert using the power of the Holy Grail. So I'm wondering if the gods find out what's happened with this power they gave man. I, are they going to want that power back? And, uh, I, I'm <laughs> How thinking, is that going to happen? Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe that'll be season 5B. Maybe season 5B will be at least partial. I mean, we already have some inc- in indications from other spoilery things out there. But I wonder if season 5B is going to be uh, the gods get their groove back kind of thing. You know, it, it could be interesting <laughs> How the Greek to gods see. got their groove back. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice. So, um, okay, okay, you want to talk a bit more about Nimue? Shady Nimue. Shady him away. Um, I'm sorry. From the second she shows up, I do not get any sort of a trustworthy vibe from her. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't feel like – I don't know. But, I, I will but, say but, that uh, Hero just shy in the chat room just said, does this mean that the real Ursula will show up in the show? Oh, I like that. That would be glorious. If she's one of the old gods, that would be cool. That, that would be, cool. be absolutely glorious. But sorry. Back to Shady Nimoy. Back to Shady Nimoy. Um, Like the first thing she asks for is revenge. Yes, it was just planting some flowers but she was doing it as revenge so it was such a simple act and he was like oh yeah i'll plant mm-hmm. you some pretty flowers that are going to take over the world apparently um i hate pink flowers um merlin has a green thumb Merlin sure. does have a green thumb but it was just like the very first thing she wanted was always some sort of a revenge mm-hmm. and then at the mention of hey you know i have the holy grail she's like the holy grail's in my living room which also <laughs> hey you're sharing a house already um I'm a little faster merlin little fast you didn't you didn't have the you know little engagement ring going which was super cool um but like her excitement over the idea of immortality especially when merlin offers to give up his immortality for her was kind of mm-hmm. i don't know it just felt very she felt very wanting and wanting and wanting and then she's yeah. ripping out hearts and i'm like oh no <laughs> This is where it all began. <laughs> yeah, and Bobby over in the chat room agrees with you. He thought Nimue was shady from the get-go, too. Yep. I did, too. Like, I kind of thought it was going to be a situation where it was going to be a, a double reveal where you found out that she was the one who destroyed the village, Oxley. Right. Like, yes, I, I saw that coming. I told, yeah. Looking for the Holy Grail just because of her reaction mm-hmm. to the Holy Grail. Yeah, I mean, they still could do that reveal, I guess. I mean, they could, they mm-hmm. could be like, she was controlling dude that they were trying to play off as the original dark when i keep forgetting the guy's name uh i've seen yeah i saw it in the chat room once yeah i attempted to write it but yeah she was really shady she was really shady even even for an original dark one she was really shady (laughs) really shady okay so oh it's it's our one of our favorite things Stupid, 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 stupid snow. snow. You only wrote two, so I only said two. Well, I I thought three. Oh, you Um, said four. I I know. (laughs) It's weird like that. No, but uh, snow lets Selena Selena trick her. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's as stupid as Henry in the Neverland Dark. I... Zelina was obviously faking it. Like, like how it's do you Zelina. even? Zelina, she's always faking it. You have a lot of experience with this character. How do you even read that as real crying? Or because that 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 wasn't even like a like an overwrought pregnancy hormones kind of crying. That was just outright. That was seventh grade drama class crying <laughs> you know and i mean not yeah. nothing against bex mater's uh, acting because obviously no, bex mater's acting was phenomenal that's how it was supposed to play that's right. how it was supposed to play but also who, who thought it was a good idea to leave zelina with only one guard right outside of the castle when she brought them there in the first place and she had no sword or magic and, yeah and they didn't trust her they, they they didn't trust zelina in the first place so why leave her right out there while they're going and trying to do this mission <laughs> poke canada so guys how many of us still want redemption for zelina doesn't raise hand you still want redemption for her maybe a little Ah! I want her to be left to her own devices with her little green baby. <laughs> That's all. Yes. 
I can okay, see that. so I am also kind of wondering uh, when did Zelina and Arthur collude to do all this? Exactly. That was, yes, that was my next thing. Is like, how did this happen? Did she just show up with snow under her arm and go? <laughs> oh no, she wasn't mute at that point. She was like, take this thing off, and I got you. Mm-hmm. I'm also wondering how did, how did uh, Arthur get the cuff off there? Because obviously Arthur has a lot more skills in at least uh, doing magical potions and stuff than we ever gave him credit right. for. Maybe all that studying he did trying to find. Maybe he just cut her hand off again and she grew a new one. That's very true. I hadn't thought of that either. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe she just cho- he just chopped it off. I was thinking maybe he could have taken his magic acid that he made and just like put a little dab. I don't think that was safe. On the cuff. That, that you'd like mm-hmm. fall into a block. Yeah, and Marshall says, yeah, Snow was pretty snu- stupid. Uh, Selena was great in this episode, though. She became one of my favorite parts of all the episodes this season. Uh, <laughs> Elsie says, Selena has Jane Brady. Or, uh, is it Jane? Jan. No, Jan Brady. Regina, Regina, Regina. Regina. Yeah. Gina. No, but I, I also uh, one other part of that whole whole deal that annoyed me mm-hmm. was Robin uh, calling Regina off from from uh, hitting Zelina with the fireball. Because first off, yes, you know, oh. I'd assume that Regina wouldn't have used a fireball that would hurt the baby. Second of all, honestly, Regina, why'd you use the fire fireball? I, I'm sure you have some sort of freeze spell or some sort of anti-magic spell. That's her default is she yeah, the fire. fireball. That's, her, that's what she does. It was a bad choice. It was obviously a, a bad choice. It was a choice. bad strategic decision should, I'm sure on top a, of a bunch of other bad strategic decisions by our heroes this episode. Oh, our heroes sucked this episode. Yeah, they did. They really, they, they did. just, they just sucked. That's fair to say. That's, that's fair. fair to say. Also, um, uh, yeah, something I noted, the language was a bit stronger in this week's episode than it normally is, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, screwed? Oh, well, I was going to say skewed. It yeah. rhymes with skewed, but yeah. Yeah, no, no. Selena hasn't screwed us yet. Yeah. Mm, three seconds later. <laughs> there you go, man. But yeah, yeah, it, it, very, very dumb, 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 dumb. Stupid, 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 stupid snow with a very stupid, stupid, stupid grandson. Okay. Emery. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's see. Talked about that. Talked about that. Okay. But I'm curious about what happens next. Hope, Hope says she shipped Arthur and Zelina for a few episodes, I think. Was Arthur? Arthur? Arlena? Ooh, Arlena. Arlena. Uh, Arlena. I like Arlena. It's totally yeah. Arlena. Um, so, like, something must have changed, however, in Camelot with Arlena. Because <laughs> when they get pulled back to Storybrooke, Zelina is with the heroes and not with Arthur's camp. Very true. but I, Because I feel like they were sucked back where they belonged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, this whole episode made me think, I don't know, maybe maybe Arthur really does have his memories still. Maybe Zelina has her memories too. Maybe they're working together on the other side of the timeline too. Uh, no, because she wouldn't still be in the cell. No, she could she could still be in the cell. I mean, if it, if it's all it if there. it's all a big ruse, then oh, everything goes. has to seem like normal, right? Yeah. You know, nothing can be out of the ordinary. Uh, but doesn't she, she has the, ma- the demagicking cuff back on yes. in the cell too. Yes. So I think it's probably a fake at this point, right? But then why'd she have to cut her hand off to get out? Mm-hmm. Remember? Cause she escaped. But wasn't that before? I don't remember. There's so much stuff that happens. Stop with the back and forth. You know people. what else happens a lot? What? Merlin's machinations. Oh, good. Merlin's macaroons and machinations. I want a macaroon. Don't mention macaroons. <laughs> okay, so a couple things about Merlin's whole plan here post Nimue. Simon in my way. Simon in my way. Simon in my way. But uh, okay, so first of all, I, I kind of wonder with this. What we know of his timeline now, uh, mm-hmm. immortal, uh, benevolent king of Camelot, uh, falls in love with Nimue, uh, gets betrayed by Nimue, curses Nimue with the dagger. Mm-hmm. Nimue gets the dagger back, turns Merlin into a tree. Mm-hmm. He somehow gets the apprentice to create the author's. A- <gasps> Yeah. You know, start up with the authors and everything. So I, I, I'm wondering, how, how did the author, authors come into play here? Uh, you know, what purpose did they serve to Merlin's plan? Because obviously his end game was to get Emma to a place where she could get the Prometheus's fire yeah. and, you know, reforge the swords and, you know, bring peace to the kingdom and all that jazz. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, so I'm wondering, like, what purpose were, did the authors serve in this? Did, did he need them to make sure Rumple became the dark one. I, 
Another theory I thought about was maybe he chose Walt as an author so he could create the sword and stone specifically Uh, so Emma could see it. And maybe he could uh, even maybe implant like some sort of weird hallucinogenic usher that looks like him into the movie somehow to where Emma could see it. So maybe maybe the whole reason for the authors was so Walt Disney could create the movie Sword in the Stone to give Emma a message about Excalibur. My head hurts just listening to that, but I love it. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I thought was kind of weird was that the whole dagger crafting section seemed really glossed over like it was like and yeah then i then i yeah of oh, course yeah, i attached a soul to it yeah i attached a soul to it and i controlled her forevermore until i didn't etc etc until the she end, stole the, the bat i don't yeah yeah so i'm i'm feel i feel and especially we don't know how he kind of what mission he get in instructions he gave the young apprentice to so i feel like we're missing a section there i feel like there's more to it between what we saw in this episode Episode and the tree flashback from a couple episodes ago. Hmm. I would like some more answers on the authors, though. Because yes. at this point, the authors, as much as I loved the, the whole concept of the authors last season, still feels a little mushy to me. Yeah. Just a little mushy. A little bit. Okay. All so. right. Well, we kind of already talked about this, but who are Merlin and the other guy running from? Because mm-hmm. it's the middle of barren desert. Um, did I put desert or desert? No, that's desert. Uh, <laughs> oh, other uh, Marie <laughs> asked, was it Camelot? And then Hope uh, gives the answer I was about to give. It looked like Arthur's, uh, or, well, actually Merlin's single tower from a few episodes ago. Yeah, because when... Oh, when he, like, creates... Yeah, when Merlin grows that's the grass. Merlin's tower, so it is Camelot. Yeah, so it is Camelot. And there's all those stupid... Pink Which I'm roses. assuming I'm assuming Merlin getting turned into a tree is what caused Camelot to fall and why Arthur needed to rebuild it. Okay. No, I'm just saying because, you know, kid Arthur, he was like, Merlin told me I'm going to be the guy that brings Camelot back to prominence and all this. And I think the reason Camelot probably fell from prominence is because its magical protector <laughs> got turned into a darn tree. Okay. That's my thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I but you you were asking about Merlin and the desert. Yeah, but we sort of already talked about that, how it could be Jafar. Mm-hmm. And there's mentions of foot soldiers and crusades and, and all Romans. Sorts of stuff. And yeah, I mean, I have no idea what's coming. Or if it even matters at this point. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, too, because... Uh, King Arthur's another one of those things like Mulan where it's well it's not based on actual actual history it's based on actual historical time periods and historical scenarios well Mulan's based on actual actual history uh, but you know so it's kind of muddy as to how they're going to you know match all this up what's that the confusion marriage points out so the whole scene in the beginning of the episode and grannies threw me off mainly because I did not think that they knew that the memory were moving dream catchers in Camelot didn't they discover that in the present i mean i guess maybe they could have discovered it there too mm-hmm. well yeah yeah I, i'd assume at that point that uh could, no because remember emma saw the uh the flashback where merlin got turned into a tree in that the dream catch but it wasn't caught in there that was when she no, was using it, it as like no it was because she took it out to the tree Yes. And was able to catch the memory. No, that's not how that works. She was using it where, like, you hold it in front of stuff and you can see things that have happened there. Mm-hmm. She turned them into, she can pull the memories out and put them in to the dream catcher. Mm. But how would they know that? Off, off that. camera discussion. Exactly. Maybe. Thank you. Uh, Merlin had, Merlin knows some stuff about magic. Maybe he, he filled them in. He Merlin! Like, Those Merlin catch- didn't leave us a voicemail also, this week. Also, yeah. why was no one worried about uh bell, bell yeah. or Lan- and where was lancelot yeah because lancelot was supposed to be with them too yeah like i, I totally don't know and where's understand. granny and the dwarves mm-hmm. because they can't go in the castle yeah so i guess they're just like hanging outside waiting to be let back into to, the, to, to their place yeah i don't understand so much confusion so much so 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 much like sands through an hourglass so are the days of Merlin's ex-friend. Nice. May he rest in peace. Aww. Okay, and this is one I... Okay, obviously, uh-huh. um, and it might be coming up a little bit later. I, I might be stealing this off someone from Twitter, too. Probably. Arbitrary scale. Uh-oh. Anne-Marie, out of 1,700 of Merlin's tears... How many of Merlin's tears do you give this episode? Um... 1,700. I'm going to give it 1,575. 1,175? Yeah. That's pretty low considering it was 1,700 Merlin's tier. Yeah. 1,575. Oh, 500. I thought you said 100. No. We were about to have words because this was a pretty good episode, I think. (laughs) I will pull Excalibur and I will slice you. That's the sound of Excalibur. I'm going to put it away now. 
Okay, uh, we also have Other Anne Marie says 1,625. Poker Canada says 1,650. Uh, Herodish Shives says uh, 1,600. Bobby says 1,297. Bobby! Wow. Hope says 1,590. And uh, you know what? Mary Expec- says 1,650. Excellent, excellent. And uh, oh, yeah, Sir Lucero gives it a 1,643. Uh, tears taken off mainly for timeline issues. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 1695 of wow. Merlin's tears because that's how many he shed when uh Nimue broke his heart. Nimue broke his heart. Nimue. No, but I really liked it though, especially mm-hmm. especially in contrast with last week's episode. Oh, such a world of difference. Yeah, and Marshall gives it 1600. Yeah. Uh, Merlin's tears. Uh but yeah, yeah, it was a really good episode. A 2-hour episode next week. So, you know, that's going to be pretty intense, but we'll do it. We'll review it <laughs> as we normally do. Yes. Might be a little bit of an extra long episode next week, though. So, oh, okay. Dig in, I dig your heels in, now. be prepared. Okay, so I guess now it's time for the news. News. First up, the ratings. Once Upon a Time continued its steady run in the fall, scoring a 1.5, which has been staying level. It, yeah, it's been staying pretty level. Level, no more than no one growing. tenth upward. It's it's you know about difference mm-hmm. of a couple people putting their TVs on. Yeah, and I guess this almost feels like it was supposed to be uh, two different episodes at some point. But it was no. Um, Next, sorry, sorry, loudness. Um, no, I think after they had already like scheduled it, they um, there's a a words show or something. Oh, okay. On the twenty second, which is why they bumped it to a two hour episode. Yeah, so this uh, next week is going to be a two hour episode. Uh, 508 and 509 uh, Birth in the Bear King so let's watch the trailer for that one next Next Sunday it's a must watch once upon a time that does look must watch Emma's dark Emma and Arthur fighting she's manipulating Emma cast a protection spell startling revelation a lot of manipulation gold with the storybook globe the truth no matter how awful i dare and Once emma's gonna time, reveal the truth two hour event like. next sunday eight seven central on ABC. and there's a dark swan in the water and they're they're advertising uh, the dvd now and also thanks to our good old buddy poke canada he um sent us the ctv promo which is a little bit different oh yes i'm it's, gonna check that out right now yeah. here let's see here let me uh, get it up here. Okay, let's see here. The the CTV promo. A little bit different. I don't want to get up the darkness. I need to use it one last time. Emma Swan! Emma, yeah, one last time, just like an addict. Yeah, it looks like uh, Hook has some heart stuff. We didn't even mention Hook's ring. No, we didn't The foreshadowing of Hook's ring. Or the fact that... Uh, that Emma, when she was holding on to the dagger there, uh, she said like ants were crawling up her arms. And yeah. I was I was uh, looking at a uh, promo at work today about about heroin addiction, and they there was someone who was like, "It's like ants are crawling up my arm." I was like, "Oh, Emma's a heroin addict. Good, good. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad." Nice. I know, but I, you wanted to talk a little bit about this green wish. Too, yes, right? I mentioned this last week, but again, I was not feeling so awesome, so I wanted to give it another plug. Uh, Hope, I didn't see the article. Or Hope says, uh, "Did you see the article where they're considering throwing out the Nielsen rating system that, to but something I more seen accurate?" An article, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the article you're talking about, but I've seen a secret one that said the exact same thing. I was about to say you probably do see some secret ones. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Green Wish <clears throat> is a Wonser-based fundraiser running now and through December fifteenth. Art. For greenwish.com. Or for greenwish.com. It's Raphael Sparge's charity. Um, and Greenwish, it's a grassroots nonprofit organization that funds local green organizations through small donations and, you know, small businesses and small fundraisers like this. So mm-hmm. consider, you know, clicking over and maybe getting some Christmas presents for some Oncer fans, you know. Yeah, like if you take part in a gift exchange, for Perhaps example. A gift exchange. Yes, you may find that. There is you know there's all sorts of stuff it's not just um once upon a time things nice uh custom artwork of your pet yes there's by lisa culver yes there's all sorts of awesome looking uh pictures and keychains and i think there's some stuffed animals rocking. yeah and hope says in the chat room they're still looking for contributions and artists as well yes so So definitely check that out artforgreenwish.com totes totes my goats yes and you know in case you didn't catch it sign up for our gift exchange
exchange. Thanks. I can't say totes my goats anymore because that Why? that was the weird mascot thing from a few weeks back. What are you talking about? I, I'll fill you in later. It's oh. not relevant to this episode. Okay, so let's okay. see here. Uh, now it's time for our feedback. As always, when you get done watching the show next week, mm-hmm. break your lover's heart. <gasps> take a drink from the Holy Grail. Become immortal. Email us, greetingsfromstorybrookgmail.com. Tweet us at GF Storybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. Then unleash a plague of dark magic over the realm for hundreds of years by calling Why? us 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, uh, we're going to start with uh, Bobby. Take it away, Bye. Bobby. Happy birthday. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Bobby. Um... Okay, Uh-oh. so I've been looking forward to this week's episode for a while. This is supposed to be like the origin of the Dark One and how he uh, is tied to Merlin and Camelot and all that, or how they are tied to Merlin and Camelot and all that. Left and um, uh, I just don't <laughs> like see how the timeline jives. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been wanting some sort of like timeline for a while, and they finally give us some sort of vague timeline mm-hmm. instead of just Eons. many or several years. Um, but 200 years before the age of Arthur doesn't seem that long before everything that's going on on, on Storybrooke or in Storybrooke. So if that's the case, then that means Nimue was the Dark One for – I mean, okay, so the Dark One's only been in existence for a few hundred years. And if that's the case, then I thought Rumpelstiltskin himself was the dark was the dark one for a few hundred years. Uh, what about all those I other dozens that were in the cave years. and that cycled through on the name of the sword? We know of at least two or three others. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that that just made no, absolutely no sense to me. But other than that, I felt like there were a lot of great character uh, character moments and a great a lot a few good scenes in this episode. Um, like I, uh, Rebecca Mater, I love what they're doing with her character. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why anyone trusted her to begin with, but hey, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another Disney nod. Uh, that that stuff that Arthur was making. What was that dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's they- what it looked like to me. But speaking of at Hollywood Studios this week, we saw the the fake car that uh, Eddie drove around on for them to animate the car over mm-hmm. on, on from Roger Rabbit at the restaurant we were at. And why, if it melted the helmet, why didn't it just go through the table? And I thought it was kind of cool that even Guinevere didn't seem quite Magic on board, table. even though her, you know whether she's brainwashed or not. You know, she's not down with melting people. <laughs> um, let's see. Nimue seemed like she was like yeah, almost Nimue. manipulating Merlin Nimue. from the beginning. Maybe that's yeah. just me, uh, but she seemed a bit shady. Um, I loved everything that Emma was doing in this episode, and there was an interesting moment where she said something along the lines of, um, she will stop seeing Rumpelstiltskin, uh, you know, stop seeing the Dark One when she fully embraces the darkness. But even in present day, she's still seeing the Dark One, so obviously she hasn't fully embraced the darkness. Um, yeah. Oh, and then just a funny moment I thought of, uh, when Merlin... You know, they gave put his name on the sword and had it where you could summon Merlin, and he disappeared to Arthur like that while she was while he was talking to Emma. I thought of the State Farm commercial, so it was like, uh, like a good wizard, Merlin is there. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I'll just go with an easy arbitrary scale here. Um, uh, shattered pieces of Excalibur. I guess there were. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a stupid scale. Yeah, it is, um, Bobby. Scales of Nimue. There's a scale. She looked <laughs> like she had scales all over her. Okay, so um, out of 4,362 scales of Nimue, I will Got give it um, 3,123. I don't know what percentage that works out to, but um, <laughs> I just wasn't all that impressed. Uh, like I said, a few good character moments and scenes. But as far as how this fit into the stop uh, into the storyline, I just felt it was a bit sloppy. Thank you very much, Bobby. Very, very much. Thank you. Okay, uh, Amory, you want to read this one from Ash here? <clears throat> yes. Hey, Anna and Bill, wowzer man, Emma, wow, making people proud on both sides of the power structure, and the Merlin and Nimue stuff was great. And, oh, baby apprentice, just wow, so <laughs> many emotions, and I. Um, both loved and I was ranting much much ranting I don't know. Uh, man things are getting crazy in Camelot and oh my gosh there's a particular brand of nasty Arthur true um, there's a few levels above the whole dropping oil thing what dropping the uh, probably the uh, sand the acid stuff oh okay the magic acid uh, oh got it 
Um, and Zelina makes me think of when Rumpel said she can still draw a picture, remarked, um, about his mute maid. And not dead yet. That, uh, Spamalot Monty Python reference I see there. Um, and on that note, I'm giving this one nine teething spills out of ten. Cannot even pronounce that hashtag. Hugs and cheers, Ash. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Dane. It, hold on, I'll just put it in the chat room there, so people watching the YouTube video can enjoy. Will that. be able to see this at least. Let's see here. Yeah, that's a quite quite a uh, quite a mouthful there. Thank you though, Ash, very much. Okay, you know a lot of people had t- issues with timelines. I believe this next voicemail is all about uh, timelines. Take it away, Hope. Hey, Phil and Emery, this is Hope. First and foremost, happy birthday, Bobby Hawk. Happy <laughs> birthday. Secondly, I just want to talk a little bit about Nimue. I actually really loved the episode. Probably my favorite of the season. The pacing was a little bit slow, and it, it took a little while to get started, but once it did, it kept rolling. But the only big criticism I have is timelines. Timelines. Like, I just don't think they were even trying anymore. Because if, if Nimue became the Dark One when she was 200 years old, it clashes with already previously established Dark One timelines. Because I, it took me, I couldn't find it, I've been looking all night. But Adam and Edison interview Hook's exact age. And I remember it because it was a much higher number than what I thought. I, I thought Hook was like in the 200 range. But they said in this interview it was like 385 or something. Anyway, that interview aside, in the episode Family Matters from season 4, Hook specifically says that he is 200 years old. 200. And if he's about 200 years old, that puts him in Nimue's timeline. But Rumpelstiltskin was the dark one for several years before he ever met Hook. I think that ring might come into play. Yeah. Because he, he said something about that ring is part of the reason he stayed alive so long. Yeah. So I, I, I think there might be more tomfoolery with Hook's timeline afoot than just the Neverland years. It just doesn't make sense. I don't understand. It's like they're not even trying anymore. I mean, it, it would have made sense if the entire story took place a thousand years ago. That would have been fine. Because even if uh, Nimue wasn't the Dark One, when Rumpel was the Dark One... There, there was, like, so many, like, 20 other Dark Ones in between them. You know, like, Zozo and stuff. So that would be, have to be, like, some crazy fast turnover. I mean, I guess the Dark Ones don't keep their jobs or whatever. Anyway, love the episode other than that. Uh, I will talk to you guys tonight, and I gave them away, oh, gosh, 9 out of 10 Dark One parties. Yeah, we'll go with that. Bye. Man, everyone's having trouble with the scales. Uh, except for the Nimue scales, which you just, like, you take a little card, you flake them right off there. Okay, uh, next up is Michael. Take it away, Michael. Please, I hope you have something more about Joseph of Arimathea for me. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Michael. Hey. Um, I really liked this episode. I thought uh, there was a lot of really... Um, High points. It was very mythologically rich. Uh, we finally got to see the origin of the Dark One, which was amazing. And I was actually satisfied by how few lost parallels there were in this episode. So that's a, a nice change <laughs> of pace for me. Um, I'm not going to talk about the timeline issues because I'm sure, like every other person who sent in a voicemail, has probably already uh, yelled about this a little bit. Roughly. Uh, for me, the thing I was a little bit disappointed in was that they kind of. Um, were a little, a little bit misleading about the origins of the Dark One and previously in this show. It didn't really seem like this epic, like, archaic battle between good and evil. It's just the fact that, oh yeah, Nimue killed one person, so she had darkness in her heart. So that's where the dark came from. And then she was immortality, uh, immortal, and then Merlin made the dagger a tethering spell, which that's all that the, you need, apparently, to have a dark one. So theoretically, there could be multiple dark ones. And uh, Regina was, uh, by that recipe, was only two steps away from being a dark one herself because she has been much more evil than uh, Nimue. I think the immortality is a big part of it, though. Yeah. At, at that point. So, I don't know. It, it was just very bizarre to me. And um, also, uh, Merlin is apparently tethered to Excalibur now, so does that make him the light one? Uh, <laughs> and now that re, uh, Excalibur is reunited with the, with the dagger, does that mean that anybody who holds it and commands one of them... Uh, does that mean that now both the Dark One and Merlin have to obey? And I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm really... They're the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin powers activate. Form of a Dark One. Form, Form of, of a, a Light, light One. one. <laughs> 
confused by certain things. And I, I think it would have been better if the Dark One Dagger thing had happened when Merlin had seen the, what Nimue had become and wanted to use the sword to cut the darkness out of her like he was planning on doing uh, with his own immortality mm-hmm. and tried to do it and cut some of it away but in the end just wasn't strong enough because it was the woman he loved to to like to run her through all the way and it just ended up uh, running some of the darkness out of her and it got attached to the dagger and that's why the dagger is bonded to the dark one. I think that would have been a much better story but I'm not the one writing it, unfortunately. (laughs) So uh, I guess we'll just have to go with what we have. Uh, I sound pretty um, skeptical of all this but I actually really enjoyed it a lot. So uh, can't wait to see what y'all think and uh, I will uh, can't wait to hear the episode. Y'all take care. Bye. Thank you very much, Michael. A lot of y'all's in there tonight. Yep, y'all. Yep, y'all. Uh, but no, yeah, def- definitely. I think probably my favorite episode this season. Yeah, I'd say that was it was definitely. Okay, we have a letter from Alina here. Alina says this was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Merlin's backstory was great. I like how he got his powers. Even uh, enjoyed his love story with Nimue, even though her need for revenge over Vortigan uh, overpowered the good in her, and that turned her into the first dark one. Mm-hmm. Even though I can't stand Emma and Hook as a couple, I. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the parallel between them and Merlin and Nimue, uh, but the difference is I think Emma and Hook are going to rise above it. Uh, that's because they have true love. Uh, really going to trust Selena? Uh, really going to going to trust Selena? Come on! Uh, we knew we all knew she was up to no good. Uh, I can't stand Arthur. Somebody kill him already. I, I was really hoping to see some sword fighting going on. Mm. I wish we had more of this, and I miss seeing snow fighting. I, you know, I, if nothing else, Alina, I believe we're going to see a lot more sword fighting next week. Yeah, I have a feeling. Based on those trailers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, we have a uh, voicemail from Other Anne-Marie. So take it away, Other Anne-Marie. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Other Anne-Marie. I'll Hello. try and keep it short, but it's uh, it was quite the episode for once upon a time this uh, this week. So, okay. Um a thousand years ago, I get that. I, I loved how we got some history on Merlin and how we get history on the Dark One. Um, just just great to see how Merlin became Merlin. I do have a slight issue with the timeline on the 200 years ago because I was under the impression what? that um, Rumpel was the Dark One for at least 200 years. And considering how many Dark Ones we had at the end, there must have been quite a turnover before Rumpel became the Dark One. Uh, seeing Nimue being the original Dark One, I think a lot of people expected that coming. Uh, but the entire storyline between Merlin and Nimue and Emma was very interesting, gave us a lot of answers, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I do wonder when we go over to Arthur and his posse, and when did Arthur learn how to do potions? As far as I remember, Merlin was in the tree the entire Good time, question. so he wasn't the one teaching. Was it the apprentice? Also, when did Arthur team up with Zelina? It was, I, I really enjoyed Selena the entire episode. She was just all over the place with her schemy little self, and I loved it. But it would have been nice to see at least a little side thing with Arthur at one point or another, I guess. Just a really solid episode leading up to the double episode for next week, which hopefully has a mini cliffhanger or something. Out of 20 creepy Dementors, ah, dark ones, I give it 18. It was very good. Bye. Hey, Bill. Thank you I very much, Other Emory. What puppets? Well, what I, don't puppets? Know what I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with the voicemail from Tim. Take it away, Timmy. Oh, hey, Anne-Marie. Really this is your good pal Tim calling. And I'm calling about Nimue. Or I'm, I'm hoping I pronounce that correctly. Um, so, firstly, in this episode, uh, we get more Greek myth. We get Prometheus's uh, flame, and that is super cool. Okay, so I am going to give a short count of all of the Greek myth. First, we have the uh, sale of Hook's uh, first ship that was uh, made of Pegasus feathers. Okay, nice. uh, then we have... No killing Medusa on her honeymoon, because why not? And now we have the uh, Medusa's, uh, but now we have the Prometheus's flame. Uh, so that makes at least three, and I'm probably missing one somewhere or other. Um, okay, secondly, uh, in this episode, Merlin is all like, flower, bloom, 
and grow. Let your power shine. Like in, like in Tangled. Get it? Yeah. Um, thirdly, in this episode, I love the scene where Zelina is trying to distract Snow White, and all I could think in that scene was, no one mourns the wicked. From <laughs> wicked, the musical, you know. Um, and so, uh, I love this episode. I rate this episode, uh, let's see, eight scary girlfriends who are actually the dark one out of ten. Okay, see you. Bye. That was fantastic. Thank you very much, Tim. I enjoyed the fact that he sang to us. It was nice. It was I know, nice. and now I'm like, no, I'm not the wicked. <laughs> no, it was, it was nice, though. <laughs> you know, it, it's nice when our our listeners out there just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to call in uh, Tamri and Bill, and I'm just going to tell them, Sing me a story. Sing me a rhyme. Sing something, something, Once upon a time. <laughs> okay, uh, next week, when you get done watching the major, major, major two-part episode, don't wait a second. Because we get so much feedback, we have to we cut really some do. sometimes. Yeah, like we did this week. Unfortunately, Bye. we didn't have to cut as much as we have in the past. Oh, you guys are getting a little week. bit better about it. Yes, a little bit more you guys concise. are getting a lot better at that. But next week, as soon as you're done watching the two-hour episode, uh, first of all, wake up because it's going to be two hours, so you're going to be sleeping through the last half of it. I'm right, sure. Right, I'm sure. Get up, get up, break your lover's heart, cast dark magic throughout the land. Email us greetings from storybrook@gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Uh, stab some dude in the face at Facebook dot com slash greetings from storybrook and voicemail number as always is four two four two seven four two three five two uh merlin standard rates do apply four two four two seven four twenty three fifty two uh emory uh what's going on i'm just laughing at poke canada was so excited that we sang sing me story <laughs> and other emory's like it is your fault for mentioning it he says no regret nice <laughs> Okay, Emery, where can people find you online? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com, including uh, Legends of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which we need to go back. And also, uh, you know, if you if you guys are going to be around Thursday night or Saturday night, we're going to be doing Mr. Show-specific content, 8.30 p.m. EST, both nights. Uh, check and us by out. we, he means him and Bobby. Me and Bobby. I have uh, never seen Mr. Show. Yeah, join, join us uh, over there there at live.universebox.com if you're into good comedy if you like funny stuff uh then you know come check it out okay well i guess that about does it again for another wonderful episode we'll be back next week with a major 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 double major, episode. major double episode uh so uh until next time greetings, greetings from, from storybrook my dark one cloak now i have my dark one mask on now whoa whoa, whoa, nope nope that's that's what